Thank you very much. Well, it's great to be with you guys. Um, today we are looking at the last of our series. We've been doing a series looking at various aspects of the gospel, uh, the good news, looking at why it's good news. Um, so we've, uh, we've done good news of hope, good news of peace, good news of justice, good news of reconciliation, good news of freedom, and good news of healing. And today we come to good news of love. And I wanted to actually begin with a quote uh, to get us thinking about this. It's from a, a song called The Love of God by a, a worship band, a Christian worship band called Ascend the Hill. Great um, musicians. You know, if you're looking for worship music, listen to these guys. It's a little bit different than we might be expecting, but it's really, really good. They did a, a, a remake of a, an older hymn, which is also called The Love of God. And uh, the last verse has great picture language. It says, could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, that's a quill pen, uh, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. And that's just incredible, wonderful language that describes the love that God has for us. Um, and the idea that God loves you will hopefully not be a, a new concept to you. Um, and it is the defining characteristic of the good news, of the gospel. It's that foundation that underpins all of it. Um, and, and understanding that is, is, is absolutely paramount to our ability to live the fullest Christian life that we can. Um, at King's Community Church, we've recently been thinking of this idea of us being a, a missional movement, a, a group of people together on a mission, going and growing together. And uh, despite all that's happening, all the challenges, the, the fact that we can't meet together in person at the moment, that's still true about us. That's still who and what we are. Um, so, but our ability to, to carry out the mission is <clears throat> limited to our understanding of the love God has for us and, and his love in general. Um, it, it can feel like hard to, to know and, and to understand, can't it? The idea that God loves us, you know, this love that would drain the oceans of ink if they were filled uh, or could not be contained by all the books of the world. So how do we get our heads around that kind of love? And that's what we're going to be uh, focusing on over the next 15 to 20 minutes We'll look at a couple of different scriptures together. So get your Bibles out, have them ready to go. We'll be flicking fairly quickly. So um, you need quick thumbs if you're scrolling. Um, but the idea being to help us to live with a greater awareness of his love and, and to live that full Christian life. So the cross is the most powerful way that God shows his love for us. Um, it shows the extent of his love. Um, and we'll look at a couple of different scriptures here for that, as I say. So first one, Romans 5, verse 6 to 8. Romans 5, verse 6 to 8. Flick to it now. Uh, verse 6 says, For at, the, at just the right time, while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, although for a good man, maybe someone might possibly dare to die. But God proves his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
Now let's unpack that. That is a, an amazing statement of truth there. Uh, verse 8, God proves his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That means while we were still deliberately disobedient, deliberately going against God, deliberately enemies of God, we, we wouldn't, even if we didn't know God, we knew what was right. And at that crossroads moment where we had a choice, we would often choose to do what was in our own self-interest, what was uh, self-satisfying, rather than to do what's right. And often at the cost of other people, uh, not caring about who it would hurt. But at that point, whilst we were still in that state, Christ was so all in committed to having a relationship with you and with me that he allowed himself to be put into that position of excruciating pain. That's where we get the word excruciating from, out of the cross. Excruciating pain and discomfort uh, and suffering to then die on a cross so that you would see how far he'd be willing to go for you and for me. And more than that, in that moment, he took all of our sin. Those of us who are Christians are uh, hopefully really familiar with this concept, but it's good to be refreshed about it. Um, Colossians 2.14 talks about him cancelling the record of debt uh, that stood against us and nailing it to the cross. That was the extent to which God was willing to go to demonstrate his love for you and for me. This record of debt of infractions against his laws, against what is good and right, he chose, Christ chose to sign his name at the bottom and say, I'm now accountable for that. And his blood was the stamp that says each one of those has been answered, justice has been satisfied, and the debt has been paid. That was the extent God was willing to go to demonstrate his love for us. As king of everything, the highest authority there is, the one who is responsible for upholding justice, he was the one ultimately offended by, by what we, we, we've done and said and thought, and he was the one who had to repay that. But because of his love, he chose to make a way for that debt to be paid and settled by somebody else um, and for us to be able to be freed from paying it ourselves. That's what Christ did on the cross. All we have to do is turn from that sin and ask Jesus to be king of our lives instead of ourselves. That's the gospel message that uh, every Christian in KCC has come to know and understand and chosen to believe in. And that's what unites us all together. Um, second scripture here we see see some more encouragement from it so let's let's turn to that it's romans 8 verse 32 and it says he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he now not also with him graciously give us all things how will he not also with him graciously give us all things so here's what he's saying. Here's the cross. Here's how far I'm willing to go for you. Here's how much I love you. And so Paul's saying, well, if he went that far, how will everything else short of that not also be graciously given to us in Christ Jesus? So that, that covers provision for life. It's the needs of every day. It's the, uh, I've, I've got a bill to pay. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm short this month in being able to pay that. Well, I need, I need provision in that. that. It covers that. It covers hope for the future. I hope that the future holds good things for me because there's a God who loves me. Uh, peace in the midst of storms. He's there. He's going to provide for me. He's going to look after me. He's going to be with me. There's that peace. Justice. Uh, freedom from things that, that hinder us and hold us back, things like mental illness, depression, anxiety, physical illnesses and sicknesses, uh, pain, uh, lies and, and strongholds of the mind. Christ is the, the complete premium package, you see. 
that if you if you receive that, you receive everything else thrown in with it. And the extent is such that even though we didn't deserve to get any of that in love, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now I said at the start that understanding God's love is paramount to our ability to live the fullest Christian life. So not only is it important to understand what happened at the cross, like even the, the, the sort of the details of that, of why it happened, uh, why it works, what has happened, what has changed as a result of the cross. When you come to faith in Christ, you ask him to be the king of your life and you turn from your sins. What actually happens then? It's important that we understand this. Um, uh, but also it's important to us to be able to carry out our mission as a missional movement. So let's, let's look at that for a moment. Um, let's explore that. So next chapter, uh, next scripture to turn to is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 19. Now in Ephesians 3, Paul is talking to the, the people of the church in this city of Ephesus uh, in, in Greece or Macedonia. And he's telling them how he prays for them. He's explaining that he prays and he's also explaining what he prays for them. So verse 14, we pick it up. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend together with all of the saints, all of the people of God, of what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And there's a lot in there, so let's get in and just unpack it a bit. Verse 19, be filled with all the fullness of God. Do you know, are you, do you live with the awareness that God wants all his fullness to fill you. Think about that for a second. All his fullness. Think of who God is. He's the creator of all things. He's the one who has so much authority. He has all authority that he speaks and matter comes into line. He speaks and declares things and the universe is created. The earth is formed. Living creatures come about. He's the one that the Bible says uh, heaven is, is his throne and the earth is his footstool. In other words, neither place can hold him. Neither place can hold his being, his majesty, his glory. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the, the, the one in whom we move and have our being. The Bible says he holds all things together through the power of his word. This is the God who wants all his fullness to dwell in you and in me. Now imagine that, what that would look like in our lives. Uh, the Bible says that actually in, in Christ uh, dwelt all the fullness of deity in bodily form. So in other words, here's Christ. Here's the, 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 the prototype almost. Here's the, the standard. Now I want all my people to be like that. I want all my fullness to dwell in them in bodily form. Now I'm not saying that we become God incarnate, but we become God living within us through the Holy Spirit. So the question is, well, well how do we get full? Well, look at verse 17 and verse 19. It says, by being rooted and grounded in love and knowing the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. So what does being rooted and grounded in love mean? That means that uh, we keep this idea of God loving us 
uh, and that God is love fresh. We keep it fresh to us. Um, but we also base everything we do on love. So it's again at that crossroads where I have a choice, a decision to make. Um, uh, maybe it's a decision to, to, to encourage somebody or, or not to bother. Or in that moment, I choose love. Maybe uh, it's I'm walking past somebody who's, who's a homeless person on the street. I have a, a choice now. Do I choose to just, just keep walking, go about my business, or do I choose maybe to stop, maybe ask how they are, maybe, I don't know, offer to pray with them or offer to buy them a sandwich and a, and a hot drink? Um, do I choose love or do I choose the norm, maybe? Or do I choose not, not to act out of love? That's what being rooted and grounded means. But it also says to know, the, knowing the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. And how do you know something that is greater than our knowledge? Well, that, that word in, in the Greek, uh, to know, is the word, I'm going to try and pronounce it, uh, like ginosko or something like that. You Greek fans can, uh, can correct me on that. Um, it means to come to know by experience, to recognize or perceive something to be true, to be so. So to come to know by experience uh, is talking about daily exposure uh, leading to knowledge through experience. That's what leads to us being filled with the fullness of God. It's that daily exposure, as I say, with uh, the love of God, encounters with the love of God every day, daily exposure, coming to know through experience. And that's what leads us to being filled with all the fullness of this, this God. Let that thing sink in for a moment. God wants all his fullness to come and to fill you and to dwell in you. And the way you access that is by an ongoing living relationship with him every day. It's not about religion. It's not about turning up to church at the right time uh, or turning up to Zoom at the right time. It's not about attending prayer meetings. It's not about singing the songs loudly. It's not even about uh, knowing your Bible in and out. It's about encountering the love of God every day, which means that his love is there to be encountered. It's inviting it ushers you in. Now, yes, you can encounter that love by going to church, and going to church is a good thing to do. Being part of that community is a good thing to do. Yes, you can encounter that love by reading your Bible. You should read your Bible because through it, God will speak to you. But it is that encounter with the love of God that is what fills you up. It's not ritual. It's not repetition. It's not tradition. So how do you know when you're full? I want you to imagine uh, a glass of water. I sometimes play a, a joke on my wife, Tessie, and when she asks me to fill up her water at, uh, at the dining room table, I'll pour from a jug, and I'll just, I'll just keep filling it up until it's full enough. You know, I want to make sure that she gets all the water that she needs, right? And then she has the challenge, and I'm helping her to develop her skills and develop herself. She has that challenge to be able to pick it up and drink for it without spilling any. And bless her, she does well. <laughs> but think of that glass of water. How do you know when it's full? Because in theory, surely you could, you could, even if you take a small amount, you could take a little drop on the end of your finger and drop it back in and keep doing that. And you could theoretically put some more in, right? Well, how do you know when it's full? It's when that surface tension breaks and when it overflows. Theoretically, you can almost always fit more in until that point. It's the same with being filled with the, the fullness of God. How do you know you're filled with the fullness of God? It's when you overflow, when his presence, his fullness breaks the surface and when it pours out. John 7 verse 38, Jesus says, Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Out of his or her heart will flow rivers of living water. 
not within this person's heart, but out of, that's overflow, out of this person's heart. And it's the word flow, uh, it's not, it evokes the idea of force and power, magnitude, majesty, pace. If you've ever sat beside a river, if you've put your hand into a river, you can feel the flow of this river. It's, it's unrelenting. It keeps flowing. Even if it may be calm on the surface, it is strong and powerful. That's a, a picture of the, the, the flowing of God's presence from you. And it says rivers with an S, rivers, not just a river. So out of this person's heart will flow multiple outpourings of the, the fullness and presence of God into the world around you. The fullness of God with all its force, with all its power, with all its magnitude, with all its majesty, with all its love is designed to fill you and I as Christians so much so that we can't contain it. And it spills out into every setting we walk into, whether that's the, the corner shop we walk to to get the paper, whether that's the supermarket and the checkout that we meet the person at. Maybe that's uh, talking to your friends on Zoom or doing work through Zoom or going into the office when we're allowed back into to normal life again. That presence of God can flow out as multiple rivers when we walk into different settings. God wants us filled with all his fullness and you know you're full when you overflow and you know you're overflowing when you see God's kingdom coming in the lives of the people around you. Now we're coming into land now, but we see that the love of God is the foundation of the gospel when we see how far he was willing to go for us. And through the daily experience of encounters with that love, we can be filled to overflowing. Now it's our challenge to give attention to how we live life, how we do life to ensure that we stay filled and stay overflowing. But there's an important distinction to make that it's our responsibility. Uh, it's not our job to make his fullness flow from us. It's our job to let his fullness flow from us. So in other words, put your yourself in the position of, of regular, repeated, uh, humble prayer of talking to God, bringing things in your life, bringing concerns that you have, but also lifting up the people around you, lifting up the nation, lifting up the world. And it's asking him to fill us in that place. But then it's putting ourselves out there in positions where his river, rivers can flow from us. So that could be praying for the sick. That could be praying and prophesying in your own quiet time over people and situations as the Spirit leads you. That could be asking for the gift of tongues and using that regularly and praying in and through that, letting your spirit pray. Uh, that could be uh, encouraging people, just offering a word of encouragement. That could be serving people, laying our lives and our time down. That could be uh, just loving people. This allows God to flow through us. Hopefully that's a concept that, that we're familiar with, but let that be the encouragement again. Let's really invest in this. Let's dwell in this. Let's let this be growing and going in our lives. So let me come into land. Whether you're part of King's Community Church watching this, uh, or maybe you're a Christian watching on YouTube, this message applies to you. Because KCC, as a missional movement, is part of the Church of Christ, which is a missional movement, a group of people together on a mission, going and growing together. But KCC, let me remind you that current events have not changed who and what we are. Let us give God the opportunity daily to fill us with all his fullness. And then let's learn the lessons that are necessary 
to be able to partner with his Holy Spirit in letting that love flow through us, touching the lives of the people that we know, love and care about. As we do that, there is the very real possibility that we will see these people come to know Jesus as a result of something you do, you say, you pray. I'd love us to, to wrap up our time together now um, by giving God the opportunity to come and fill us again, to have the chance for us to come and encounter his love afresh today. I've asked uh, Nick and Claire to, uh, to prepare something, to, to play a song quietly for a few moments to give us that chance just to, to still our hearts and, and focus on God and draw before him and invite him to fill us again. Um, if the setting that you're in doesn't necessarily lend itself to this, I know that we're doing church in different ways, there's often things and distractions around us, then do take time to come back at a suitable moment and allow him to do this. And I promise you won't regret it if you invite him to come and fill you afresh. Um, but before I, I hand over to, to Nick and Claire, actually, I'm conscious that there, there might be people who've, who've found us on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> maybe you're listening to this and you know that you've actually never given your life to Jesus. You've never responded to his giving his life for you on the cross, him paying for your debt, for your sins. You never responded by accepting that. Maybe you're feeling the, the tugging of God in your heart saying, Respond to this. Come on, you've got to take this. You've got to surrender to this. You've got to make him king of your life. If that's you, then I'd actually like to just pray with you right now before we hand over to Nick and Claire uh, so that you can receive that free gift for yourself. You can surrender your life to Jesus. Um, and then I'll, I'll hand over to the man and you can join us in asking him to come and fill you with your presence. So as I pray now, if you agree with what I'm saying, you can, you can pray in your own words, in your heart. It doesn't have to be special words. It's from your heart. That's the important thing. But at the end of it, you can just say the word amen. That literally means a, sort of a declaration of I'm laying hold of this. I agree. Let it be so. So join with me now in praying. Uh, if you are a member of KCC, you can just be still before the Lord um, or just hold on until Nick and Claire play for us in a moment. But let's, let's just pray right now. Pray with me if, if that's you. God, I recognize the tugging of your, you on my heart right now. I know that I need to respond to you and what you're saying to me. Jesus, I want to thank you that you love me so much. You were willing to die for me even when I wasn't looking for you, even when I was a sinner, even when I was living in ways that, that I knew was wrong. And right now, I am choosing to accept what you've done for me. I accept your sacrifice. I surrender my life now over to you. I invite you into my life now to be the king. I take the crown off my own head. I choose now to stop living as king of my life, and I choose to let you have the position you deserve, Jesus. Will you please come in? Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you wash me clean? Will you make me new? Let me be, be born again. Let me have a new life with you that's safe in you. I thank you right now for your forgiveness and for you being the king of my life and making me right with God the Father. And I choose now to turn away from my sins, whatever I've got in my life, I choose to turn away from that. Help me with that, give me the strength for that, but I choose now in my heart to do so. Lead me on, Jesus. And I thank you for this gift that you've given me of your love and of relationship, daily relationship with you, that I can encounter your love every day. Amen. 
well guys let's join together let's enjoy this moment of uh spending time with the holy spirit of god and thanks so much for listening and being with us uh nick and claire over to you <laughs>